Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Hey folks, we are in the middle of a conversation with Stephen Pope of My Amazon Guy, an agency with about 80 employees and 160 Amazon accounts that they manage. So pretty serious and established people. And Stephen is full of really actionable insights on the Amazon platform and how to handle it. Today we're going to talk about managing your Amazon Seller Central account. A very big topic. Let's plunge it. So let's move on to the broader area then of catalog management. This catalog is the management. absolute dirtiest thing that we have to deal with as the Amazon <laughs> sellers, right? Like it's not sexy. So if you're not an Amazon seller today, this is the part where you want to like put, you know, put your fingers in your ears. You don't want to hear this part. But if you're an Amazon seller today, this is this is the part of the episode for you because it is critical to get this part correct. Dirty yeah. work though. Absolutely. I mean, I have to say that the masterminds that I run with some pretty big seven going on to eight figure sellers in a couple of cases, they really obsess about the minutia of this because this is where the operational nightmares are. And that's where getting if you get, you know, what is it the, the Marines say? Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. When you, you get these knots out of the operations and get them working, then the whole thing smoothly flows, accelerates, cash flows consistently, etc. So this is this is the bit that the serious people focus on, I think. So first of all, let's talk, we've got a, a sort of grab bag of stuff here. Let's talk, since you mentioned brand registry, let's start with that. So brand registry, trademarks. First quick question, as selfishly as a UK-based seller, can we still use UK trademarks to get brand registry in the USA? I know that used to be possible. Yes. Amazing. That's good news because it's much quicker and easier. Now, trademarks are obviously a thing that, that take a lot of time and effort. And a lot of people that sort of get a bit slack about it because of that when they're launching a new brand or a sort of new, new brand uh, products. I don't know, brand slash company slash business have a bit of a hazy relationship on Amazon, don't they? But let's say you're launching a, a new brand for the sake of argument. It's got a new trademark attached. It takes a long, long time to get that in the US. Now, I think you've got some good hacks to get around that. So let's talk about that first because that's one of the big pain points that I see. So, so any country that you have at least $20,000 in sales, you should absolutely get a trademark dedicated in that country, right? So for UK sellers coming to the States, if you want to be serious, you need, you need a trademark there. Now you can use the UK trademark to get brand registry, get your A plus content up and that's cool. But the moment you want to be serious about it, you should still obtain the US-based trademark. And the reason for that is you're going to have hijackers at some point you're going to need to get rid of. And so Amazon's been upping its game. They, do, they will not allow you to get rid of a hijacker in the United States with a UK-based trademark. So it's important that you get that. Now, we have a very fast service for trademarking. You, could, you can order a trademark from my Amazon guy and get it within one business day. And that's a serial number that you can then take. So if you are launching a new brand or you're launching for the first time, you should get that trademark to go get your brand registry. The cost to do that $775 USD, but it's one of the fastest turnarounds. We filed more than 450 trademarks. The reason why Michael and I decided to start on brand registry discussion today is because it's really a critical component. If you don't have a trademark, or if you don't have brand registry, the rest of our conversation is moot. You really need to start with this. All of the ticketing and the problems and the troubleshooting have been pushed over to the brand registry team now. And you have to have access to that or you're just a sitting duck. 
Yeah, that's that's a sobering uh, reminder that everything's been pushed over to Brandris is getting ever more power. And therefore, if you don't have access to it, you've got ever less power. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad I picked that first. It seemed like the logical starting point. So whew, pass that test. The, but that, that sounds incredibly fast. So let me just double check the, the reality here. You're not pre presumably saying that within one day you can get a trademark in the USA because that normally takes about eight months, right? It'll be filed and you'll have the serial number, which then can be taken to file for brand registry. And we've done this 450 times. You'll have brand registry completed within seven days. So we also give a brand registry guide. There's so many bugs that happen with brand registry. Like you could have brand name affixed issues. You could have mismatches. Lawyers constantly will tell you, oh, just get a logo mark. And then they file it in all caps, but your brand name is in proper case. Um, on Amazon. So like you avoid all those problems. Don't file a trademark with a lawyer, file a trademark with an Amazon seller community type business because they understand like how it's going to translate and affect you on Amazon. Right. And lawyers don't understand the importance of getting that exact match. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, that doesn't yeah, make sense actually. Yeah. Cause I guess lawyers are expert in how it's going to interact with the legal system of a particular correct. state or country and you're experts in how it interacts with Amazon's internal policies, which have, only a vague relationship to the legal structures normally for example in most legal systems you have to you're innocent until proven you know, guilty beyond reasonable <laughs> doubt right so both of those things be innocent till guilty and reasonable doubt do not apply in the amazon world right you're, you're proven guilty by somebody alleging something and then until you can be proved based on the algorithm it has almost no relationship to a normal that's legal a great, setup <laughs> that's a great segue because you know if anybody's logged into their account and seen one of their top listings go down they see the lost dogs page it, I mean, it's a, you know, it's nuclear event, right? Like it's your world can be shattered. You make 50 grand on your top SKU and Amazon yanks it and they shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, it's, it's definitely a problem. But I think you have to understand going in that the, the presumptions that a lawyer would have, which are legally right outside of Amazon, don't really apply because we, I mean, I'm not saying that the, the law doesn't apply, but it doesn't really get anywhere near a court if it's within Amazon. I mean, yes, you could try and take Amazon to court and sue them, but but people are working on, you know, that sort of stuff in Congress for several years. So you might take 15 years to get to that point. Right? So in the meantime, yeah, point taken. And I think, you know, I, I wouldn't say... Jeff Bezos will make 15 more trips to Mars before you win that. Yeah, that sounds about the right time scale. Yeah, so, okay, well, that's a sobering but important point. I mean, like one day to get serial number filed and, and seven days to get brand registry done. I mean, even if you then had to go and, you know, redo things via lawyers later, and at least it gets you the brand registry protection, I don't see a massive downside to that. So that that does make sense to me. What, I mean, no, I'm one, not a one, lawyer, so I can't yeah, One question I get about that sometimes is, what if you file a trademark and it doesn't go through? Well, if you do that, you still get six months of brand registry. And so you can file a second trademark and try and get around it later at a later point. Yeah. Th yeah. That makes sense to me as well. I mean, basically again, it's interesting isn't it, that I suppose you and I are, are aware of protecting ourselves against the nasty things that can happen on the Amazon system, which could be Amazon itself. It could be other third party sellers. Whereas uh, a trademark is there for legal protection. But I guess the point is if your brand register is in place, you have that protection within the Amazon sort of world. And then if that doesn't happen to work out in the wider legal world, that's probably not that critical in, in some ways, right? That's not as Pretty urgent. Not. So, yeah. yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about troubleshooting and catalog uploads, right? So yes. for, for those that are listening, if you have not ever done a template upload into Seller Central, it is critical that you learn that skill this year. 
there are so many things that are happening in the data management world of your listings that you are, are going to need to take a stab at. So the first hack I'm going to give you today, there's a way to export all of your catalog data to back it up. Why would you want to back it up? Amazon's going to wipe your data at some point. Promise, it happens. Or you might wipe your own data at some point. You need a backup. So file a ticket requesting what's called a category listing export report. This report is hidden. It's not available unless you request it. When you file a ticket, it'll give you access for seven days. And then when you export that, that'll show up in your inventory report section download it like an Excel file. It will have a backup of links to your photos, to your bullet points, to your keywords. These are all important things. No way to do this any other way. So that's the first hack I'm going to give you when, in reference to managing your catalog. The second hack I'd give you is when you need to make a change, run the category export, then make the change on the Excel sheet and then just simply reload it in. If you, if you made the decision to be UPC exempt, I'm sorry, that's a problem or EAN exempt, you really ought to have UPCs loaded. If you wait longer to load a GTIN code that is a UPC or an EAN to your listing, you're going to have data problems at a later point that will not be solvent or fixable. So take time today, register with GS1, load UPC or EAN codes to your listings. It will save you massive headaches, I promise. I get coaching calls all the time where somebody will call me up, random issue one, two, three, and 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 I, I look at the listing, I look at the account, and I simply see the UPCs not loaded. And I'm like, hey, do you have a UPC? And he's like, well, yeah, I do, but I filed GTI and exemption. I just never loaded. I'm like, check this out. So we load the UPC code and whatever problem they were talking about, whether it was the image wouldn't display or the listing was broken, like I load the UPC and boom, it's like fixed seven out of 10 times. So that's how important UPCs will become to, to load them. Wow, that's uh, sobering. And yeah, I guess that's a nice, that's a fixable thing. Because I guess everyone's got to have UPCs. I, I, I suppose if you really don't, you just, as you say, you go to GS1 <laughs> and register. And something where you just do it and it fixes seven out of 10 issues is like kind of magic, silver bullet, right? And I guess that template uploads is kind of the opposite. It's like really manual and hard work and lots of things go Critical wrong. Though. Yeah. What are you, I mean, this is kind of, because it's a very detailed and sort of, you know, precise process when I've tried to do it with my clients, I try and stay away from it. But as you say, it's a skill set we can't avoid. What are your top tips for avoiding the snafus where Amazon just continuously rejects your attempt at your, your latest, you know, uh, upload? So we have a team. So we have 80 employees at my Amazon. We have 20 people dedicated to catalog management. That's 25% of our staff. So if you're running your own Amazon company and you don't have 25% of your time dedication focused on catalog management, maybe you might be behind. And so, you know, half of those 20 people are dedicated to troubleshooting problems and half are dedicated to merchandising problems. So that's, you know, 12.5% to each of those topics. And this doesn't even account for SEO or design or PPC or anything like that. So those are all dedicated, important areas to manage. So with catalog management and problems that come up, so like if you could talk about uh, a suspended listing, a yanked listing, a suppressed listing, these are all things you have to troubleshoot. Amazon often will not tell you what's wrong with the listing. You have to troubleshoot to figure out what's wrong. Here's a case example. They prohibited the word gift out from titles in most categories about a year and a half ago. And it took me eight hours of troubleshooting to figure out that it was the word gift in titles. And so what happened is, is that 50 of the SKUs in my catalog under my Momster brand, funny wine glasses with sayings in the US, were removed from search 
and there was no red flag, no error message, no suppression warning. The Helium 10 alerts didn't pick it up, nothing. And I only caught it because my sales were down. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And then I started, I, I created this process to check for a hidden supp suppressed listing. This has not been replicated by any tool even a year later, by the way. This is a manual process. Take the ASIN and go search it in Amazon. If it doesn't show up, you have a hidden suppressed listing. Top two reasons for a hidden suppressed listing is the category ID is blank or you have something in the title or the photo that Amazon prohibits. So in the photo, it could be an emoji. In the title, it could be a word like gift. So these are the sort of things you have to be prepared to manage in your catalog management. And if you're like, oh, I've never had a problem with my catalog, I'm not going to invest here. Promise it will happen and it'll cost you thousands of dollars at some point. Hmm. What people normally see on their account over the course of a year, we see in the course of a day because we have 160 full service clients at my Amazon guy. Yeah. <laughs> That is quite scary, but yeah, I guess that that's a reason to have somebody on speed dial, even if you're not got somebody who's a, a full service agency that to have the sort of people on speed dial can help with these things because these are quite specialist things on them. I mean, my, my experience of uploading um, files is that there's lots of things you can do wrong that will just get rejected by the system. Nothing dramatic. It just won't accept the updates. And then, as you say, trying to find out <laughs> what Amazon's doing and why it's doing stuff is is a real art form. So that, that's a good hack. So one word that you mentioned that I just want to just pick up on and just make sure I understand. You've got, you say, out of your staff, 25 of them focus on catalog management. And by the way... <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> in other words, just making sure that the machine gets broken and gets refixed day to day and day out relentlessly is is a huge job. But then you were talking about some of them are dedicated to merchandising. What does that even mean in the Amazon context? So that means writing copy, optimizing the listing, trying to get conversion rates to go up. Okay. So trying trying to get conversion rates up. Okay. That's, that's very... Uh, simple and you mentioned before so obviously in a, a previous segment we talked about seo principles and is there a lot of that sort of about rewriting things or is yes. you know, what's the sort of split between writing copy for new launches and rewriting things would you say in your average amazon account yeah so we write things for traffic generation primarily conversion is a secondary element because amazon has already solved most conversion things and there's not a lot of conversion control you have outside of your images and your title images are the number one driver of conversion so a lot of the copy becomes an seo play for the most part when you're doing catalog management and merchandising techniques but i would say you know your main photo has more impact than anything else in your entire listing combined yeah that makes sense. I mean, it's obvious, but I mean, I guess it because it inflects the click-through rate, which means whether people even right. physically see the rest of the photos, of course. Yeah, makes total sense. And what's your response to that that reality? I mean, how do you go about really making sure that that uh, main photo is good for A, click-through rate and B, conversion? And I guess the other obvious question is, how do you differentiate between those? Yeah, yeah. You got to test. You got to A-B test it. So you could run real-time A-B test inside of the Amazon platform. I don't know if this is available in the UK, but it is in the US. You can run a physical A-B test in the platform today. But PicFu is the fastest way to get data. 50 bucks, you run a test and people will tell you which of the two photos they like more. 
and they'll tell you why. And, and it's usually very clear. It's usually a 60-40 split or better. So, you know, showing the context of a product generally makes it more appealing. But at the same time, if the product image is too busy, maybe you got multiple units in it, you might have to simplify it down. So these are the sort of things you can you can run tests to see what, what what's the better option. And how does that work with the TOS? Because obviously the the background has to be pure white in theory. I mean, and so putting things into a context can start meaning you introduce things that aren't being sold with the product. So how do you go you sort of square that circle? Run me through that a little bit more, Michael. Yeah. So if you're trying to show that something in the context of, of being used, is that what you meant by the, the main photo? Yeah. So, so, so anything like banana for scale or, Hey, what are all the components that come with this? So like one AB test we ran was a blender and we didn't have the, the USB part or the, the cord that came with it in the main photo. And then when we added it, 70 to 30 voted that they liked to have the extra utility items in the main image present to help them decide to click on it to begin with. Okay, so if you've got a product which has multiple components to it, it's a question of, on the one hand, showing more, I guess, implies more value, and maybe it's good. some people are attracted to particular functionality, but on the right. other hand, when it gets too kind of busy and messy, then then it gets confusing. Is, is that more or less a sort of payoff that you're... Correct. So, so it's a measure of, of consumer interest compared to the competitor's listings on whether they're going to click on the listing to begin with. So sometimes you can use this to your advantage to figure out like a color variation might do better because you're the only one with pink and everybody else sells teal, right? Like that's how I chose pink for my Mother's Day Tumblr because nobody else was selling hot pink. I, I knew that hot pink's not as favorable as a teal item. It's not as trendy. It's not as sexy, but I knew because nobody else had it that I was going to win that niche. So for the people that really liked hot pink, I was the, I was going to win those people over even with only <laughs> one product review. That's an absolute classic kind of internet uh, niche marketing play, isn't it? You know, be be the pink in the sea of blue. It's just different. It's better than better, as, as somebody said recently. So okay, great. But last question around that is, um, I presume from what you're saying that you found a really strong correlation between pick food, which is kind of quick, easy, and the actual Amazon click through rate and and conversion results we do. difference. Yeah, great. Yeah, which mass, means pick is kind of pretty pretty much you can you can just just get if in doubt the quick and dirty version is pick foo and then change it and done i guess or, or and would you suggest that you follow up with a lot of rigorous ab testing to test that or do you think it's the correlation is so strong that you would just trust pick foo I, I think the correlation is so strong now if you got like a 55 45 split then obviously you need to retest or you need to run more data but i i think it's i think it's strong enough now, the other thing is they, they do have demographic testing of, uh, available as well. So if you want to just narrow it down to 44-year-old women, you know, you can do that too. Yeah, which is a great thing because obviously I'm sure Amazon knows more about, you know, 45-year-old women in, in it who like, I don't know, Mother's Day's gifts and hot pink than anyone on the planet, but they don't share that with us, do they? So having a service that gives us a, a sense of the demographic element. I think it's really important. Okay, so what are the other things that we need to cover in the sort of, what are the basics of the catalog management side that you end up putting a lot of effort into in your team that we haven't covered? I think I think that's the real big bread and butter of it. The other thing I'd mention is that you know you you need a you need an automated tool like an alert system to let you know when a hijacker shows up. You need to know when a change is made to your listing if another seller contribution shows up. You also need to protect yourself by loading your listings to all countries, even if you don't plan to sell there, because black hat attacks have been hitting. So, for example, 
maybe you sell a supplement in the United States and somebody loads your data to India, the UK or Germany, and they list cocoa leaves, which then gets your listing banned from the United States. And it's ridiculous. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Like why hasn't Amazon protected Amazon sellers from this sort of thing, but they don't. So you got to protect yourself, load your data, be the seller contribution, control it wherever you can. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and sadly, there was a, a client of mine about December 2020. I think he uh, had literally that. I think I, I interviewed uh, a lawyer about it saying, yeah, this is the soup du jour right now. And then literally next week, he had stuff he was selling in the USA and somebody hacked his Mexico account. And I think this Canadian account and, and done something very similar. And, and immediately the listing was su- suppressed or maybe even suspended. It might have even got the whole account suspended. If I, I can't remember the detail. Whichever it was, it was highly unpleasant. So yeah, this is definitely a real risk. And uh, as you say, Amazon isn't taking the care, so we have to. Sadly, it's one of those things, isn't it? Which is why agencies like yourself, are, you know, make the dirtiest work we do. I mean, yeah. it's not pleasant. Nobody wants to do it. That's that's no. why there's a dime a dozen PPC agencies out there, but there's hardly any that do the catalog work. Yeah, and I don't blame them. And I would, I would utterly myself personally stay away from it, just because I just know how much sweat and how much difficulty in that. The piece that is the real pig, and that we have to get our minds around. And you've been very honest about it, is that it took you eight hours to figure out that the word gift was the problem. And <laughs> you're a smart guy with a, a crazy <laughs> amount of experience. And, you know, so that's that's the pain in Amazon, isn't it? It's that really semi-random detective work that shouldn't be necessary, but is. So, yeah, I think one of those things. Anyway, so just to wrap this segment up in a, with a rather more actionable, pleasant thing, which is you can get a trademark within seven days well in other words you get brand registered with a trademark that is pending if that's the right term within seven days so just tell us quickly how you want to get that if people want to explore that so somebody that wants to get a trademark quickly accurately you can go to myamazonguy.com and buy a trademark from us within one business day we will file it for you and you'll have your brand registry completed with our guide in under seven days this is faster than the ip accelerator you no longer need the ip accelerator and you don't need a u.s trademark you can use a uk one to get your, your brand registry in the u.s but i still highly recommend buying the u.s trademark if you want to be serious in that platform so hope you check us out yeah, and by the way, on that point, I d- why not do both? You've already got the UK trademark, get cracking with brand registry and all those things. As you said, really important point I don't think we should lose, which is that in order to do pretty much anything in sorting out the nightmare that is catalog management on Amazon, you're going to need brand registry. And therefore, you don't want to be hesitating about having all of the legal protections immediately. Just get it done with whatever you've got handy. And in your case, if you if you wanted to have, use your UK trademark today, probably by next week, you could have the US trademark anyway, at least pending, I guess. You know, So great stuff. Listen, there, there's lots to take on board. So thank you very much for that. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.